Good job, guys. Whew. How do you follow that? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking, when was, the, you know, was there ever a time in your life where something happened and you were like, you're like in awe and word, words couldn't come out of your mouth of, about how grateful and how thankful you might have been for, for something that happened. And, you know, a few weeks ago when Pastor Aaron called me and he was saying that his, his grandson, who just had that heart transplant, was getting discharged out of the hospital. He showed me a video with the hallway lined with nurses. It was a blurry video, but you see Kenson walking down and everybody's cheering him on. And I'm, I'm over there receiving his text, looking at the video, and I'm, and I'm like, wow, all I could say was thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I couldn't say anything else but thank you, Jesus. And then I got on my knees and I prayed and I said, thank you, Jesus, again. It was a moment that I'm sure Pastor Aaron and Carlin, and they cried along with their children, um, Kendall and CJ. They probably cried too, but it was, it was a time when all of our prayers that we've been praying over these past months, when, when he went to get a surgery, then his heart was too weak, and then... They put him on the transplant list, and then two days later, they found the heart. And then so we prayed for him, and then we prayed for the family who gave up that heart because it's a big deal. And when he got discharged, I was like, oh, wow, God, you are so, so good. And all I could say was thank you, Jesus. And I felt that just maybe wasn't adequate enough but that's all I could say. You know, there's so many moments that you and I, we got to thank God. Thank God for loving us so much, even sometimes when we might not even deserve it. We get to thank God when he answers our prayers, when he delivers um, someone from evil spirits or from drugs, or when he heals someone, when he provides something that we may need. But even... We can be thankful even when he doesn't answer our prayers. We may not be so happy, but if he answered all of our prayers when we asked for it, then you know, we might be in trouble, right? I mean, if, if, if God answered your prayer for a billion dollars, seriously, would you even be here today? Yeah, or would you be like flying around the world, yeah, having fun, right? No need to worry about your mortgage or your bills. You know, we got to be thankful when he doesn't answer our prayers. Even uh, when he disciplines us. I mean, this, no discipline is good, right? Discipline kind of hurts. But yet, it keeps us in line. We need to be thankful even when we're hurt or suffering. We got to be thankful for, for those moments because they do something in us. In Psalms 100... Verses 1 to 5, um, David writes, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. 
sometimes you can serve the Lord and like, oh, why I gotta take out the trash? Why I gotta clean the bathroom? Why I gotta make fried rice at five o'clock in the morning for a hundred something people who might not be grateful? Serve the Lord with gladness. How many of you like to sing and maybe sing like, oh, I gotta sing again? And I love singing, I really do. But for the sake of your ears, I sing down here. Yeah. Serve the, yeah, amen to that. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness is to all generations. Not some, but all. You know, David here, when he wrote this, he tells us we got to acknowledge that Jesus Christ, the Lord, is God. Acknowledge him when we shout our praises. Appreciate his position as the creator. Accept his authority in every part of our life. We need to do that enthusiastically. And we need to listen and follow his guidance that he gives us. And express our thanks for his unfailing and unconditional love. We do. We need to do that. So here it is, number one. Our actions show our thankfulness. If you think about it, you know, the actions show that we are thankful, we are grateful. In Luke 17, I love this story. While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. Now, this is Jesus. And as he entered a, vi a village, 10 leprous men who stood at the distance met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. So we know that back then, leprosy was an incurable disease. And if you had it, you were exiled somewhere. You couldn't hang out with people. And if people came near you, you had to announce, whoa, whoa, you had to yell out, don't come near me, I have leprosy. And so they were like outcasts. So as they were going, they were cleansed. Now, one of them, now I'm not a math person, but I think that's like 10%. Kind of easy one, yeah? <laughs> when they saw that he'd been healed, now one of them saw that he'd been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, were there not 10? 10 cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner and he said to him stand up and go your faith has made you well it's kind of interesting yeah 
because the Jews, they really despised the Samaritans because they were half-breed, half-Jewish, half-Gentiles. So the Jews just didn't like him. But this Samaritan was living out his thankfulness. His actions showed that he was grateful. I mean, think about it. You're cured of an incurable disease back then. Wouldn't you be thankful? But only one. The other nine, who knows if they were thankful or grateful for being healed of this disease. But look at this last statement. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Could it be that this one man was not only healed, but saved by his faith? You know, when I, when I got that good news about Kenson, my actions showed my gratefulness. I got on my knees and I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for hearing our prayers, for healing this young boy. And one day, he's going to have a powerful testimony to share. You know, for me, like I said, when I was driving sometimes, you know, in my own car, I am not thankful for having a car to drive when I get stuck in traffic or when you get cut off, right? Now, you could walk. I'm sure if you walk, um, nobody would walk in front of you and cut you off on the freeway, right? You wouldn't have to worry about being cut off if you walk. But if you walk, that means you have a long way to go. And then if you walk and you go shopping, that's a lot of things to carry without a car. So for me, my actions in my car need to be thankful that I have a car. And even if I am stuck in traffic, I need to be thankful because I'm sitting in a car Stuck in traffic, listening to Caleb, singing, windows up, air conditioning on. <laughs> what I gotta be, you know, what am I gonna be complaining about, right? Now, if I didn't have a radio and I didn't have air conditioning and it was raining, I still need to be thankful, right? And my actions still need to show it. I have a question, so think about your actions does it show that you are thankful does it really show do my actions show that i am thankful when my spouse brings me a cup of coffee in the morning is it because i'm entitled to it do i have an entitlement thing when when your wife cooks you dinner are you thankful do you Tell her, thank you for cooking me dinner at work. You know, or if somebody holds the door open for you, does your actions reflect your thankfulness? When I go shopping in the store, I, I really, um, when I leave, the cashier is the last person of contact in the store. I always tell them thank you and have a nice, nice day. Yeah, and even if, if I am the consumer and they should thank me for bringing them business, I thank them. Sometimes I ask them their name and I tell them, hey, you're doing a great job, thank you so much. And 
You see their face light up. But our actions need to reflect that you and I, we're thankful, we're grateful, maybe not for the evil in the world, but for the fact that God called us, sent his son to earth to save us, that we're, we're part of, like Pastor Aaron said, we're, this is like the best church, and it's because we serve the best and the only true God. It's not because of me, but because of God. And that's why we need to be thankful, and that's why we need to show it in our actions. Number two, thankfulness should be our lifestyle. I mean, we need to live, walk, breathe as thankful people. In Psalms 150, verse 6, it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. How many of you are breathing right now? Right? Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. This very last line in the book of Psalms tells us what we need to do, how we need to live. Why should we do that? In this cruel, evil world, Man, because we, you and I, we have so much to be thankful for. Even if our checking account has $20, you still live in Hawaii. Most of you came to car, church in a car. How many of you walked to church this morning? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody. Hey, Uncle, you can walk, you know, because you live right down the road. <laughs> Uncle and Auntie. Yeah? But you chose to drive because you have a car. You could have. But see, Uncle and Auntie, your assignment is to get the rest of the people from the camp to walk to church. But see, we came in a car, so, and we're in Hawaii. And what is the temperature in Iowa now? 40, 40 above, 40 below. <laughs> 40 above. Well, if it was 40 above, if it was 40 degrees over here, you would be like, it's too cold, I ain't going to church, no way. So that's another thing we get to be thankful for. We still can go to the beach in November. If they had an ocean in Iowa right now, it'd probably be frozen. In Ephesians 5, Always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. In this part of Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, he writes about being imitators of God. And he teaches us how to walk as Christians and to always be thankful. So you have your outline, you have your Bible, so underline that word always. Because always means? Always. Because okay, it doesn't mean sometimes. It always means always. Doesn't mean when you're driving and you hit all that green lights. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is like, and then you're driving and then the car in front pulls out of the parking stall. It's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Not just those moments now. It's 
It's when you're fighting that fish and it comes off the hook. Oh, before the cuss words used to come out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. But now, it's like, wow. Thank you, Lord, because I got to fight that fish for 10 seconds. And it was heart pumping, real screaming. And I have a really big story to tell because that fish was probably 100 pounds. <laughs> and no, they cannot tell me no because nobody knows. But it was a good fight while it lasted. Yeah, so before it was like, you just got to be thankful, always. When I'm sick, how many are thankful for God when you're sick? Not really, yeah? You know, how come you, that happens? I think God's telling you, rest. When you was healthy and God said, rest, you never like, listen. Right? So God had to get you sick or let you get sick so you can rest. Thankful. You know, when we have trials, we have problems, big problems that come our way. And sometimes we're like, oh, we're, we're miserable. We're praying. We're saying, why? Hands up in the air. Like, oh, take these this things away. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's a coworker, a family member. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that a lot of our spiritual growth comes when we are suffering in trials, whether it's from our own doing or something that just happened? When we are pressed, we don't know what to do. We tend to pray more. We tend to dust off that Bible, open it up, and start reading and looking for answers. So I think that in our trials, man, we got to really dig in and learn. And the way I see it is, why wait till the hardships and the trials come? before you open your Bible, why not open it now? Prepare for the trial so when it comes, you know how to deal with it. You don't go be on a football team and when, it, when the game is on, you practice, right? You practice the weeks ahead of time so that you're prepared. When we read our Bible, that's what it is. It's practice getting ready for our trials. Number three, worship no matter the circumstance. I believe that thankfulness and the worship of God go hand in hand. And we can worship no matter the circumstance. We can be thankful. <clears throat> Look at Job. Job 1.20. Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell on the ground, and worshipped. Why did he do this? I believe it was a sign of grief because he lost so much. Look at in, in the beginning, if you go back to Job 1, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. It's Job, okay, not Job. <laughs> that man was blameless, upright, fearing God, turning away from evil. Seven sons, three daughters were born to him. His possessions also were 7,000 sheep. 
3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. <coughs> that man was the greatest in all the men of the East. Okay, so that's Job. Between verse 1 and verse 20, he loses. Somebody steals all his livestock, everything. His camel, his donkeys, his sheep, everything gone. The sons and daughters, the house fall and collapse, kill all of them. And look, this was his response in verse 20. He tore his robe, shaved his head, fell to the ground, and worshiped. When I get stuck in traffic, but I'm not worshiping. I'm miserable and grumbling. And I need to look at this guy who lost way more than being stuck in traffic. He worships the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything give thanks. When you are facing your trials, give thanks. Why? Why give thanks in that trial? Because you know what? James said it best. Not that James, but James, the half-brother of Jesus. James may have said it in one of his messages, but the half-brother of Jesus said it first in James 1. And sometimes it's like so hard. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Now, this is the half-brother of Jesus saying this. Imagine if you was Jesus' brother, the perfect guy. Everything he did was, oh, good job, son. Scott, why can't you be like your brother? <laughs> <clears throat> right? So this is, this is the half-brother of Jesus saying, consider it all joy. My brethren, I say, consider it all joy when you have a brother like Jesus. Yeah, right. When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result or complete result so that you may be perfect or com and complete, lacking in nothing. And that's why we can be thankful in our trials. Joy in our trials because of the perspective we look at what God is doing through our trials that will produce endurance and endurance will have a result, a desired result that would make us complete, more full, that will be lacking in nothing. I can tell you this, if I never ever faced trials in my Christian life, I wouldn't be here. The trials that I went through for the last 22 years serving God had molded me, shaped me, and taught me to do church, to pastor people, to care for people, to love people. Trials taught me patience, endurance. It helped my faith. It helped my perseverance, my problem solving, how to pray, how to read the Bible, how to be humble. <clears throat> Trials taught me that my joy 
needs to be dependent on my relationship with God and not being stuck in traffic. So when stuck in traffic, I still need to have my joy because my joy comes from my relationship with God. And when, when I lose that joy and I get frustrated in traffic, then I need to focus and say, what is going on with my relationship with God? That I need to always be joyful because my relationship with God is a reflection of my joy. Now we look at trials at, a, at this perspective. What James says, then, wow, we can be thankful, but I just dare not say bring it on because that might just, you know, cause problems. Just take it as it's come. And when you, when you, this is the way I see it. When you get trials, I see it as, man, I must be on the right track because the devil is attacking me. Now, if you don't have trials, then I would worry. Does the devil have me going in the direction that he wants me to? That's why I'm living like problem free and everything is good. Checking account has choked money. All four tires on my car spin. You know, I get good gas mileage. My air conditioning works. You know, my, my spouse cooks me dinner every night, washes the laundry, cleans the bathroom. Woo! Everything is smooth. Think about it. When you have problems and like, oh, I must be doing something right because the devil is really out to get me. Every morning when you wake up, or should I say when God allows you to wake up, set your mind, saying, today, I'm going to have that attitude of being grateful, holding doors open for people, grabbing their shopping cart right after they load their groceries in the car and taking it back for them, thanking the cashier, thanking your coworkers, thanking James guys and Uncle Ted and Walt for making the fried rice in the morning, coming here early, giving up their sleep, even after James took all of these children to the movies last night, and he showed up here with food. Wow. Yes, food for us to eat. Amen. I want us to live a thankful, grateful life. So when people look at you, when your co-workers look at you, when your family look at you, they will see like, wow, this this person, but he's always thankful. I wonder why. Even if his tire got flat, or somebody banged his car, or the line was long, the traffic was bad, he's still thankful. Why? And so when they ask you, why? Why are you always so thankful? What are you going to say? I have a good, good God. Right? I have a good God. I have a great relationship with him. He's my Lord. He saved my life. I'm not out on the streets. I get salvation. I get eternal life. I know how to solve problems. He's working on me so that they will understand, like, that is why. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to close in prayer.
I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, bow your head. If, if you never had the, the chance to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that chance now. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, pray this prayer with me. It goes like this. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I repent of my sins and I turn to you. Come live in me. Change me. Cleanse me. Make me the person you want me to be. I receive you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, would you hold up a hand? Anybody out there? God bless you over there. God bless you over there. Anybody else? No shame now. Anybody else? Let me put your hands on. Lord, you have seen the hands. And they said, yes. I want that relationship with you. I want that abundant life. I want that eternal life. Lord, I pray that you would reveal your love, your grace, your mercy to them. And that you would show them how much you love them. Lord, use this fellowship to help them grow and walk with you in such a way that brings honor to you and that brings growth to them. We pray that you would help them grow, draw, draw closer and closer to you each and every day. And we thank you for that. We pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. You prayed that prayer for the first time and you want a Bible, we have a Bible over there. We may still have some yes packets at the table. If not, we might have them somewhere, but let me know. I would love to get you one of those. And if you already accepted Jesus, may, you may have questions. What do I do next? Let me know. I, I would so love to help you get plugged in to this fellowship. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you stand and we're going to, um, what are we singing? We want to sing. I know why there was traffic. It was, they were delivering a generator to my workplace. Oh. <laughs> and there was a low cable line, and the truck took it out and brought everything. Oh. So I was praying the same time you were praying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We want to see. We want to see. We want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to see. We want to see, we want to see Jesus 